This podcast is brought to you by DreamEnglish.com and the Dream English Kids YouTube channel. Welcome to the Dream English Kids Teaching Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Hello, everyone. I hope you're great wherever you are in the world today. Welcome to the Dream English Teaching Tips Podcast. I'm happy to be here today. Today, we have a very special guest, my good friend Mark from MESEnglish.com. If you don't know MESEnglish.com, I think it's one of the world's best websites for getting flashcards uh, for your children's English class. And of course, adults' English class, if you use flashcards with adults. Students, um, I've been using the MES English flashcards in my classes for years, and I got to know Mark. We did a little bit of work together. We made a website together called 123listening.com, which has worksheets and listening exercises, if you want to check that out. And we just had a really fun conversation talking about Mark has some great ideas for the memory game, matching game, which is very useful in children's English classes. And before we get to our conversation, I just want to mention again, I have a new book out for teaching how to teach children English. It's called 10 Steps to Teach English to Young Learners, and it's available now on Amazon.com in both a Kindle edition and a paperback edition. Again, that's called 10 Steps to Teach English to Young Learners. So if you like what you hear today and you want to learn more, dig a little bit deeper into lesson planning, games, and activities for your classroom, please check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes below. I'll also leave links to MES English and Mark's great websites. Okay, let's have a listen to my conversation with Mark. So hello, everybody. I hope you're great wherever you are in the world today. And I have a very special guest. I'm excited to have my friend Mark on the podcast today from MESEnglish.com. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, Matt. Doing good. Thanks for thanks for having me. Of course, of course. If you all don't know Mark, um, he is the creator of some really great websites for children's English learning and, and adults as well. Um, Mark, you want to tell everybody all your websites that are would be useful? Okay. Um, actually, all. yeah. Oh, well, let's, I will keep it, you know, try to keep it into a containable level. Um, I actually have quite a few websites, mostly, uh, I guess, the one that most people are familiar with, like Matt spoke of, was is MES, my MES sites, MES English and most recently, which I've, a website I've had for a long time that nobody used to visit, uh, which is now more popular than anything, is now MES Games. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, it is a, so MES English is a homepage that is a collection of all of the things that I've made for myself that I put on the internet and teachers can print and download and use in their classes. So it's resources like flashcards, there's some worksheets, phonics materials, and printable games, the classroom games. Then 
Uh, oh, can, I, I have... can I just jump jump in real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to say that I use the flashcards and, and the worksheets and the games from MES English all the time. I mean, there, it's just a, it's a staple in my classroom. So I definitely recommend everybody check out that site. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, yeah, and you can find the homepage very easily. Just put in MES uh, English, and it should come up. Um, and then and, the yeah, yeah the, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes too for it. Woohoo! Thank yeah. you. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then recently, since all of the uh, COVID situation and a lot of teachers having to go online and being a little lost as to like how they do content, how they do, uh, you know, practice, uh, my game site, I have a game page with the same content, but it is focused towards students. They can learn the vocabulary, practice the vocabulary. Uh, the game site has obviously vocabulary builders, spelling games grammar games um with each topic and yeah recently that's that's become bigger uh so students can go there and or or teachers and for example pick a topic and then there's a, a game they can play online correct right cool so Great. yeah if you uh you know if you visit the website and there's a menu with different topics i'll be honest it's not exactly user friendly for students right off the bat. Um, I didn't have a very good way to, to, to manage that at this point. Um, however, once you get accustomed to how it works, um, you just choose a topic, for example, insects, and you can learn the names of the insects just verbally. You can see the spellings and you can practice spelling. And then there's question and answer activities games where they hear questions like do you like spiders yes i do no i don't um what's your favorite bug i like something um mm -hmm. then their grammar that's just a like a listening conversation thing so they don't need to be able to write or do anything okay but then there is a grammar section where it focuses more on sentence building and there are three games that increase in difficulty uh, helping them to be able to form the sentence, kind of like a worksheet style. Wow, sounds great. So, yeah, definitely that. And if you want to check that website out, again, you just type in MES and then MES games. Awesome. Well, like I said, I'll put these in the show notes. So make sure to tell me later all the URLs. And okay. then you have, you have another website that I use a lot, Tools for Educators. That's right. Yes, um, that's very useful for creating your own worksheets with kind of any topic, basically. Is that how you would say it? How you? Uh, right. So, uh, so basically, that website began because I ran into a problem of people were using my flashcards at, in the beginning for vocabulary use, but there was there wasn't a lot of supporting materials beyond the flashcards. I kind of uh, in my own use, I use them all verbally. I don't do a whole lot of written activities. Anyway, there was a, there seemed to be a need for some worksheets to support those. And okay. I started to actually try to make worksheets, all different kinds of word searches, crosswords, board games for each topic. 
And I, I, I made a bunch. I made like maybe 40 different top uh, for 40 different topics. But I realized that, you know, it's just going to take forever to do this. Right. Um, so I decided to make programs where um, you could use the images from the MES. If you were using those flashcards, you could use those images to make worksheets, all different kinds of writing, spelling, like I said, crosswords, mazes. And I try to, as, as with anything, if you kind of check it out, it, it, I try to make it as flexible as possible. Okay. So you can do any number of things, and, and that's for my own use, uh, with these cards. So if you have, for example, a set of animal cards, you could simply teach vocabulary. Mm -hmm. um, or you could talk about the animals. You know, rabbits can jump. Rabbits are, some rabbits are white. Um, you, could, you could, all rabbits have ears. So you can work on all different kinds of use use these materials very flexibly right right, um, right right and and you know that's the point and so the same for the worksheets the worksheets have a bit of a structure to them but yes you can use them in all different kinds of levels it makes them more complex or simpler um yeah it's a fun website i think um, yeah that's cool that's great yeah because of course you know everybody is teaching when you're teaching children or adults, depending on their level and their their age, you're using different vocabulary and different phrases and things like that. So that's that's cool. You can be flexible. Yeah, I kind of sorry, I kind of strayed from my point there. Um, definitely, if you visit the website uh, and you have any questions, you can you can always email me. Um, you know, I am around. I am a real person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, one of my points is it can it can sometimes be a little bit daunting i don't know what that's the really word i want to use it, it can seem like a lot because there's really not it's not focused instruction you know download these cards and do this right um you download these cards and do whatever you want i mean whatever you need i want to say with the the teaching style and the language and that kind of thing so sometimes uh my website is like that and i i understand people's frustration that huh. it's not like a menu of what to do but it's resources um so good a little trade-off there good and bad they're flexible but it's not all necessarily so clear all the time right like it's not a curriculum but i mean for me it's perfect because i just go there and i figure out what i want to do and i make what i want to make and no frustration from me oh great that's great all right, awesome, man. Well, why don't we get right into you? We were talking a bit before we started recording, and you have some great ideas for the concentration game. Shooting fast and loose with the word great, but I'll do what I can. <laughs> I have some ideas. You can. Um, yeah. Well, we were, so yeah, we were, Matt and I were discussing doing this podcast and um, thinking about, so I, I deal a lot with cards, of course, and vocabulary and card games so what what are some ideas for you know different uh, card games was one of the one of the ideas we had for this podcast um however i was i was actually just playing you know some card games with some students yesterday and 
we were playing uh, Concentration, which is, I mean, I think that's okay. Everybody, memory, you know, you turn over two cards and you try to find the same item. Yeah, kids love it. Okay, um, I'm going to not go over that game. Hopefully you guys know what it is. But the concept is going to work for any game, really, um, or activity. And so I was working with some sixth graders. And they they have been coming to my English class, you know, for years, a few years now. And concentration is a game that I go to a lot because it really works well for internalizing vocabulary. Each okay. time students turn over a card, okay, let's say we have our, again, we'll just stick with animals. Um, you have your animal cards all laid out, and every time they're flipping one over, we're going to go ahead and say a bear and turn over the next one, a rabbit. Mm -hmm. And I try to get not only the card flipper to say the words, but try to get the whole group right. to, always, to always say the words. You know, just be focused, look at what we're doing, and and try to repeat, even if you know the word, it's fine. Um, internalizing the vocabulary. So mm -hmm. it, it's a great game. It's really easy to set up if you have the cards. Mm -hmm. you know, and so you can do it for everything. But it does get, I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't even know if the kids are bored. I'm bored. Uh, right, right. Because I do it like six <laughs> times a week. Right. Um, with different groups. Um but just to try to make it interesting, uh, you know, how, how would you make something like that different or unique? You know, so what I decided to do yesterday was make one of the cards negative points. Okay. You know, um, so you usually flip over the cards. And if you get the same card, for example, a rabbit and a rabbit, you know, da 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 da. I make that noise too, by the way. It helps. Um, <laughs> it's like that uh, yeah oh look at that there's you know a little background music that happens um anyway they get they make their their set and there's they usually get a point and at the end of the game we count up how many points you have uh so just to make it interesting why don't we make one of them negative you have to try not to get it oh, okay interesting. You know, so even if you know it you don't want it okay um, and I do that, I do that, uh, make, make it negative, make one point negative, you know, so you don't want to get it. That also works really well with Go Fish. So, so playing, I can ask a question. So if it's negative, let's say it's one of the rabbits or two of the rabbits or. Okay. So, y you know, uh, the way I played it yesterday was the Joker. I usually have a Joker with all of my card sets. Oh, okay. You could print it or you don't have to print it. But you could just randomly decide one of the items will be neg negative points. Okay. So you can just say a bear. The bear is minus one. Um, as you were as uh, I was okay. playing it, as I was playing it yesterday, and I'm thinking about doing this podcast with you, I was thinking, oh, you know what? We could make each of, because there's two bears. Mm -hmm. in concentration when one comes up you automatically receive it and get negative points oh okay yeah. that's another way to do it and when the other bear comes up you know whoever turned over that other bear mm -hmm. automatically receives that card and also gets negative points gotcha so um you know why is that fun 
I, I think the fun part of that makes each turn and the, until those negative points are sort of distributed mm-hmm. more exciting. Right, right, right. So scary. People, well, people are focused and not only the card flipper, but the other people who are in the group, you know, are, are focused and wanting to know, is the bear going to come up? Oh, that, okay. You know, is that minus card going to come up? Oh, no, it's the tiger. Smart. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. And so, um, so it, it just creates an element within the game that makes it kind of a different mm-hmm. uh, and exciting. Um, the net, you can do the same thing with extra points. For example, you could say, instead of doing minus, you could say a fish is going to be two points. Oh, okay. Create create a two point card that if you you know so whoever gets the fish gets extra points. Okay, got it. yeah, that's probably good for younger students. Exactly, yeah. So for younger students, getting more points is more exciting. Yeah. So and- there is a, there is a separation for older students. They're more excited to see people lose points. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to go into the psychology of that, but I'm just right. going to tell you that's what I have experienced. Um they're more excited to see who is going to be punished. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't want to say be punished, but um disappointed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's and and the the idea the concept of that of, of any point-based game uh, would you, you can you can use that create bonus points or minus points for example um, I I don't like to do like bankruptcy kind of things where uh-huh. somebody, I mean it's possible where somebody loses everything loses all their points you know then you know Timmy's crying right I, <laughs> I think I actually tried that in the class before and yeah some some it just depends on the students, but some kids would get really upset if they lost it, so I stopped doing that. Yeah, so I, I think one is, you know, one is kind of acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have, um, I mean, I, I don't know why you would have only one set of cards, but let's just imagine you only have one set of cards and you can't do concentration. Mm-hmm. This sort of exact same game idea um, that's not what called the same game idea uh, as a game idea you can put down all of the cards face down so they can't okay. see and again you can make a sort of a knockout card okay and we put all the cards down on the table one one of each animal and again we're going to say maybe the bear is the knockout card and the students can just take turns choosing one card they choose one card each and as they as they go around of course they're going to say the word um and it you with all of these games again the flexibility kind of want to go into that you could just turn it over and say this is a bear Mm -hmm. you could turn it oh bear's no good but that's fine you guys are with me right uh turn it over and say this is a bear uh or you could turn it over and say uh this is not a uh, lion you could say something about bears right. bears eat fish 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so uh, a bear is an animal. You know, you want to use relative pronoun, relative clauses. A bear is an animal that eats fish. A bear is an animal that lives in the forest. So the level of, of English that you do with the cards is really um, not, you know, it's flexible. It's not, it's not set. So anyway, right. so we're That's flipping great. over our cards and we're talking about these items as we go along. And then one by one in your group or one by one in your group you flip over the cards and whoever gets the bear is then out okay so i uh i'm out i lose Mm -hmm. and you can then and then you can then play they reshuffle the cards reset up the board and the people who are still in the game continue to play got it got it until and i i have done this I've done this a few, t- you know, I've done this too many times, but le- um, what I like to do is not play until there is one champion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary to do that. So I usually play until a little over half win. So if your group okay. is, if your group, if you have a group of six, I might play until three people are left. Okay. And th- those three people are the champions, sort of. Got it, got it. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Because that would... Uh, just, yeah, that's that's just a... a um, it doesn't... You, you can play until the end, obviously, if that's what the students are enjoying and the students are still staying focused, that's good. But that game does exclude people slowly. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting people who are not participating. You know, they're watching the game, and of course, they can study and still learn. But so I, I don't like to play it until the until the the last person. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's again, you have to really know your students and and assess the situation and see if they're paying attention, if it looks like it should keep going or not, or. Or something like that. Or you could even just, when one is out, you stop and just reshuffle and then start again with everybody. And then you do that three or four times until people get bored with the game. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it won't be the same student every time getting out, but they can probably yeah. handle it. Uh, I had a similar game. Uh, it's, it was actually a printable game on MES English, and it's called Spiders and Candy. If you go, if you go, and so I'll, I'll, how does this sort of tie in a little bit? But if you go to MES English and you go to games, you'll, you'll see that spiders and candy. And all it really is, is you print out a bunch of little spiders mm-hmm. and you cut them up. And you, you, you know, you put out your cards just like I discussed a minute ago. But instead of choosing, for example, the bear to be the no good card, you you hide spiders under some of the cards oh okay okay and so the kids will flip over the card and if there's a spider then they're out got it got it okay so that was the same idea um and i that was my original idea just spiders but i had a lot of young kids who would cry Uh. they got a spider you know obviously you're losing Mm -hmm. and and spiders are scary uh, so th- th- some kids wouldn't even do it. Uh, okay. They were so scared of getting a spider, they didn't even want to turn over a card. Mm-hmm. So that's when I realized, oh, wait a minute, you know, uh, let's let's change it to instead of 
something bad happening to you, something good should happen to you. Right. Um, so I changed it to candy. I printed out, of, you know, I made some candy uh, cards, little cards. I could put candy underneath some of the cards. Now, all of a sudden, you know, when you find it, it's obviously good. Yeah. So that's a bit of the, the children's uh, sort of psychology with younger kids. You know, they, they want the more encouragement. Uh, so that game I just told you about the bear where you're knocked out, you could also just change it to if you find the bear, you get one point. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, we reshuffle the cards, you know, and we try again. You could change the card that is the one point card. Uh-huh. change it change it to okay this time we're going to do camel and what i like to do is once the kids know the you know vocabulary to some point i like to use words that are difficult for them as kind of like the focus word we're looking okay. for so if if it's let's say uh, animals and like i say uh, camel is a difficult word for them then that I'll make camel worth two points. So it's kind of in their mind. We're kind of saying, oh, is it the camel card? Uh-huh. You get the camel? Oh, it's not a camel. It's, you know, so you can also do that. Um, help right. them focus on something that's a little bit more difficult once they understand the game and the concept of what you're doing. That that makes a lot of sense. And can, can I jump in with, just a little bit related question to what we're talking about. In an average class, how much time do you usually spend playing games as opposed to like, I don't know, vocabulary conversations or worksheets or whatever? Uh, that's a, I, I don't really have a time frame um, in that sense. I like to, I mean, I have a, a kind of just have a, some things I want to do in each class, right? Some things I want to accomplish. Um, I'm lucky in that most of where I teach and what I do, I'm not restricted by a a set curriculum by someone else. Mm-hmm. So if I if I get if I need to spend two lessons or three lessons on some topic or you know focus point, I can. Um, so that's kind of lucky, but I, I mean, in general, my class runs with, we do a lot of conversation review mm-hmm. at the very beginning with vocabulary that most students already know. So th- I'm sorry, I'm focusing on children's classes right now. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so we would use the vocabulary in some sort of question and answer form. So if it was, for example, they've studied chores recently, then we should have been working on talking about what you have to do. Like, I have to do the dishes. I don't have to take out the trash. Uh, I have to dust, um, mm-hmm. for example. So they would, we would use those cards in the beginning to, we would first, I'd go over the vocabulary, make sure they remember it, sort of a refresher. And then we'd, use the cards and just just kind of ask questions no game Mm -hmm. this is just practice right and we might do another card set for example we do some vegetables and they practice asking what's that it's a pumpkin oh do you like pumpkin do you yes Uh, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite vegetable i like cucumbers and you know they would go around 
each of the students asking that question kind of in a circle is how I do that. Right. And, you know, from that point on, it, it depends on the age. Sometimes I will do, I, I like to break up my class into smaller sections. So that would be, for example, conversation. And I might do that for about 15 minutes. Okay. Then I go into, it could be maybe reading phonics. Mm-hmm. So we'll do some, again, review of whatever phonics rules we've been doing recently and possibly play some reading game. Again, that I set that to around 15 minutes as well. And then the last part of the class is usually introduction of new material. Okay. Where we'll do some, I'll do some drilling as much as I can before it seems like it's getting bored. And then it's getting bored. Not it's getting bored. They're getting bored. Right, right, right. Um, it's getting, it's getting right. boring. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, you know, so I start usually with just straight up drilling, want them to be able to say the words, remember the words, and go into a game like concentration to help them remember the remember the words or just kind of, again, just the goal is just to keep doing the same thing, which mm-hmm. is acquire the language, but make it, you know, present it in a new way so that they don't get, you know, they don't get as bored just repeating, repeating, repeating. Right, right. That makes sense. Well, and it's, that seems smart, too, to do it towards the end of the class when, you know, students could possibly be getting restless. Probably not in your class. I'm sure it's super fun, but <laughs> I don't know. at least my students might be. <laughs> um, you know, and I do try to, um, I do, you know, so like in some classes we'll do uh, TPR kind of exercising mm-hmm. as well, especially with younger kids who need to burn, a li- you know, maybe they just need to burn a little energy. Right. So I do, I have an exercise time and it's just basically listening and responding for them. They listen and I say jump and they jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sit down, they sit down, stand up, stand up, don't sit down. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. A little bit like Simon says, but I don't I don't say Simon says. Yeah. Everything right. I say they're supposed to do. Got it. <laughs> um and you know, so you can try to trick them as far as I'm sorry, to kind of go into this game or activity, you know, I can say clap and instead mm-hmm. of clapping I jump. Uh-huh. If they jump, then obviously they've made a mistake or they messed up. Right, right, right. Um, you know, they, they should they should have clapped because that's what I said. Right, um, right. Yeah. And that can be, you know, so that's that can be like just a little five minute. Get up, move your body a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then let's OK, let's sit back down now and let's let's do some ABCs. And they tolerate it a little better. Right. right. Little better after moving around. That's awesome, man. Well, you I think we'll probably wrap up here because this is about the the link. I like to keep these podcasts, but just in recap, you gave us a lot of great ideas here for the concentration game um, and then some just a little lesson planning with the way that you plan your lesson and some different activities in the classroom. So I really appreciate it. And hopefully in the future, we can do another one of these because you have 
a ton of ideas. I just know from knowing you and, you know, we barely scratched the surface today. Is there anything you want to mention before we sign out here? Um, I, yeah, if you, if you haven't been to MES English in a while, the website's been around almost, it's getting close to 20 years now. Um, I've redone the actual website itself and I've added all new flashcards to the web page. So oh, wow. I re starting in 2014, uh, I quietly began redoing everything that I had. And I finally, la last year, was at a point where I could actually start putting them on the website. Um, I got a little bit messed up with coronavirus and mm. that situation and another situation. I've been busy, but I've gotten the flashcards online now. Oh, cool. The new versions. And these versions are actually online flashcards. So you don't print them. You can use them directly from the website on your uh, tablet, of course, on a computer, on your smartphone. Uh, one of the things I thought, I mean, even for my own use, I, I have a lot of these flashcards already printed. I have all the old sets already printed. Mm -hmm. But I really do want to use my new ones. Um, I like the new ones. Right. But I don't I, I don't want to print them and make them up. And it is a lot of work. So one of the and I will I will offer printed versions later. But okay. for right now that you don't need to print anything, you don't need to make anything. You can go and use these flashcards in your classes right now. And cool. um, yeah, check that out. Uh, I, you know, like you said, we I mean, I did a whole. A YouTube video and different things about about how to use those flashcards. So if you go, if you're interested, I guess uh, just go to MES English, and there at the top in the top menu, there's online flashcards, and you can access those. There are also a few games you can play, um, teacher teacher led games that you can do. Yeah, so please check that out. Awesome, man, and I I think I just want to say that between MES English and if I can mention my own website, Dream English, um, you have probably all the materials you need to teach children English. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I think I, someone could disagree, but <laughs> there's a lot there. Uh, you uh, and there is actually we talked a little, there is actually a curriculum that you can follow. And right. it's what I do. And it works, you know. I've got some some students who stay with me for a while, and they pretty good, do do very well um, with English uh, uh, as they as they get older. So, um, yeah, I think I think you 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 can get by with that. Yeah, I mean, between that and teaching and, and just, like you said, doing stuff that doesn't require materials like actions and and that kind of stuff, too. I mean, you can create a whole school if you wanted to. So, okay, man, I'm, I'm going to stop this here, but thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy, and I hope you can join again. Yeah, again, thanks for having me, and uh, good luck out there, everyone. Happy teaching. Uh Happy teaching. All right, take care. Bye-bye.
Okay, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mark from MES English. I want to thank you for listening, and wow, you made it all the way to the end. So check out dreamenglish.com if you're looking for some songs for your classroom, and check out my new book on Amazon, 10 Steps to Te Teach English to Young Learners, and I think uh, you might like it. Hey, and what if you do? That would be great. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining today. Goodbye. See you. Thank you. Goodbye.